cruiser, I'm betting on ya. Welcome to Something Crunchy. The Valley's number one comedy entertainment podcast. Biscuit is homies with Blake. Blake is the older brother of Blair. And Blair is married to Biscuit. Here are your hosts, Colin Blake with Blair and Tyler Dressel. Welcome to Something Crunchy. I'm Kellen Blake. With me as always, Blair and Tyler Justin. We have another very crunchy guest joining us tonight. He's an actor, author, and musician who most know best for playing Crew Jones in the 1986 cult classic movie Rad. Please welcome Bill Allen. Hey now. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. How are you, Bill? Uh, never better. How are you? Good. Thank you. We are excited to have you on. What's new in your world? Oh, man, uh, enjoying some uh, sunshine after weeks of a deluge out here in Southern California. So, uh, yeah, just enjoying some nice weather for a change. Finally getting to the good weather. It's about that yeah. time of year. Well, there are two types of people. Either you haven't seen Rad or it's one of your favorite movies of all time. Very little wow. middle ground here. <laughs> There's just certain movies that have a huge impact, especially on youth culture, even more so when you're raised on videotapes. This is the case with Rad, undisputed cult classic. Has there been a BMX movie since it's even come close? Nope. <laughs> not, not in the BMX world. I mean, there's been a, other action sports movies that were pretty cool, but not, not BMX. Nope. Well, Bill, you've done a couple of interviews. What questions do you get most often on Rad or playing Crew Jones? Well, the question I get asked most often is what was the most fun scene or most fun thing I did on set? And uh, my answer is inevitably, did you not see the scenes I was making out with Lori Locke? Yeah. <laughs> Obviously it's Lori Locke. If you didn't because say it, I was gonna. That's <laughs> a guy. Ass you know, sliding, come on. Yeah, bikes are cool and everything, but uh, <laughs> come on now. Did you ever take so, your shot with Lori? Uh, I had to. Yeah, boy. <laughs> yeah, guy's got to take his shot, right? Yeah. How'd that go? Misfired horribly. Uh, <laughs> she, ever writes, she ever writes a book called Date Mares. I will be front and center. It will be my picture on the cover. So, uh, uh, yeah, it was it was more than I could handle, and and I I I, I did not do well. I sh I should say, but I did propose that night wow and Dude, yeah that'll happen uh, we, you know you miss every shot you don't take and it's Lori laughlin I mean, it's tough to catch right. a unicorn what are you gonna do right. <laughs> you'll, you'll have to read all about it in, in my book my rad career but yeah nice. i did i did i did uh you know give it a shot and and it did not go well so uh as it turns out i think all things you know worked out for me in the end I, I i've never dated a felon before so <laughs> but anyway word on the streets you're a 24 incher is that true you rock a cruiser no! <laughs> oh. <laughs> wow <laughs> anything you hear on the street is completely true yeah just <laughs> absolutely what's your favorite bike you've had in the stable well, I'm pretty um, psyched about my line of cruisers I've got uh, through Bassett Bikes here in Riverside. We're making a line of uh, larger bikes for us old guys, 24, 26, and 29-inch frames. They're oh, based yeah. on the old 
the the old mongoose uh, Californian configuration, but they're they're chrome and gorgeous and and really fantastic. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited about those. I am definitely a buyer. All right, all right, we got you. What's your what was the pre shoot training like? Non-existent. Uh, I I had maybe six weeks before the time I read for the movie, and then was shooting. So wow. Uh, all of these guys, to a person, they spent a lot of time in emergency rooms, <laughs> you know, yeah. trying to trying to perfect their their craft. So I didn't have time for that. And and Hal Needham, who was the director, was the king of the stuntmen, and therefore stunt doubling was his superpower. And so they had no less than a half a dozen stuntmen for me. I would say last count. And so, I mean, I'm pretty horrified looking at the the shots. You can see me actually riding a bike. I mean, <laughs> I look I look like one of Jerry's kids on on. on. <laughs> but but uh, you know, I've gotten some skills now, and and uh, it's just it's it's just a fun movie anyway. People people get way too wrapped up. I mean, the the second question I get most often i suppose is did you ever take those sats and i have to take, have to take people aside and go you, you know it was a movie right <laughs> you, you know that didn't really happen but but people they they want to believe and they they it is such a great setup for what happens next somebody even complained that well why didn't we see crew studying for the SATs and you're thinking to yourself, well, that would have been science, a very dynamic filmmaking to watch me <laughs> cram study. Well, yeah, exactly. So anyway, people have their own little quirks and stuff. They'd like to know about it. Did you take any slams while you were training or filming? I, I sure did. Yeah. I, I slammed pretty hard into the pavement one time and, and nearly broke my skull wide open. Oh, my and God. So, oh no. So, well, yeah, we're those kids. We're those helmets, kids, and and, and so it, it it can happen in in less than a heartbeat, and then then you're done for the weekend, maybe your life. So it's 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 really, uh, you know, it's high stakes games what these guys do. They make it look easy and, and fun, but truly, it's a very hazardous sport. Uh, I saw Rad um, for the first time maybe when I was five or six, and I kept Superstar Video in business because I rented that same movie time after time after time. I didn't watch anything else, and I had to rent it because we couldn't buy it back then. And then that turned into my career in BMX, uh, inspired me to get you know fully fac uh, factory-sponsored writer for uh, like four or five years as a child because of Rad, so... Thanks oh, for the congrats. yeah. Thanks for the uh, encouragement and the inspiration. Uh, that was it was incredible. The, the movie and, and started my life well, off on a great path. I had zero to do with that, but I'll take all the credit. <laughs> As you should. <laughs> so, what was like the word with the pros uh, about Hell Track? Like, what that liability of a stunt course? Why did anybody was were they talking about how this isn't BMX and like what what are we doing here? <laughs> Oh, uh, the two words most associated with that was I quit. <laughs> <laughs> like, what is this? Because you look at that drop in wall, nothing had ever been attempted like that. Certainly never in a BMX race. And one guy, one guy did get in his van and, and drive home. Uh, so it took, uh, it took a young teenage kid. And I mean, maybe 13, 14 years old beetle 
Rosecrans. Uh, he was more scared of what his father Everett would do if he didn't go down that wall. So what he did was put a ladder on the side of the wall and drug his bike halfway up, dropped in, drug his bike up a little further until he was uh, dropping all the way in from the top. And then the older pros are like, the kid's doing it. We have to now. You know, he really guys <laughs> into doing that. But it, it's a very hazardous wall. There, there were mishaps, even among pros. It, it, it's, it's next level just to drop into hell track was really spectacular and, and that was i'm sure all how needham's innovation because in the original script it was a normal bmx race and and he just wasn't having it he, he knew how to blow things up and make them cinematic how long did it take before you noticed that the film was a cultural phenomenon uh well pretty quickly after it was released on video uh it was uh, a top 10 or top 20 for years a blockbuster back in those days so i knew people were watching it i didn't realize i guess that a kid would take it home rent it over the weekend play it for his friends a dozen times they'd go out and then try to recreate the stunts and 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 they would repeat that weekend after weekend so uh that that was something that that just kind of happened on its own and and was an, an unusual for any film so you, you couldn't know about that so i started going to events starting with the 25th, 25th anniversary in canada and it just kind of snowballed my my involvement and and the love i was getting back from the fans in these events was uh overwhelming if you take away rad does bmx become an olympic event not for another dozen years 20 years i don't know the the olympics came way after what what really uh rad pushed along was like the the x games and the do tour and the huck jam and all these just spectacular events i think uh hell track was a predecessor to all those and you can draw a direct line from hell track to to those certainly the creators of those other events will probably tell you the same thing yeah, I showed up at uh, X Games. I've been there a few times, and and it's just I, I I don't know I don't know how to compare. I can't compare it to anything in my life. It, it it's just. Do you feel responsible for that? Do you feel responsible for like the the birth of action sports? I I know that Rad had a lot to do with that. Yeah. I don't feel responsible. I was the face guy and 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 the actor, you know. So. It was really, excuse me, the athletes that that made that film special and set it apart. Of course, my incredible acting had everything. <laughs> I heard you beat out Robert Downey Jr. for the part. Is that true? Uh, I, I'm told that's true. Ooh. And I wouldn't say out, but I would say that uh, he was a favor, uh, favorite of the, the producers and, and Hal just liked my attitude better he said that guy's arrogant and and i can't imagine becoming iron man has made him less arrogant over the decade <laughs> you mentioned how uh i don't think enough film fans today appreciate how the way that they should he was known as the highest paid stuntman in the world worked on everything and rumor was that brad pitt's character in once upon a time in hollywood was based loosely on how did you hear that as well uh, I heard that, and then I heard Quentin do a breakdown of actually how he came up with those characters, and it doesn't doesn't really jive with the with the legend. Didn't gel with the rumor. I hate it when that happens. <laughs> uh, uh, but 
a good rumor. And and Hal Needham and Burt Reynolds, you know, Burt was the biggest box star office uh, star of his day, and then and then Hal was his best friend and stunt double. And then he brought Smokey and the Bandit to Burt, and Burt said, "Yeah, I'll direct your movie. He fix the dialogue because it's pretty crap." And and so he did, and they did, and so they they created this alliance that changed so much about filmmaking you'd have to really kind of do a deep dive into Hal's book and and the hit uh, like uh, product placement for for better or worse and for his films and for many films it adds a lot of value to the screen uh and uh, uh keeping uh bloopers at the end of a movie that was how neat dude that it had never been done before him. Really? Oh, that's oh, fun, I though. love that. Fun fact. Right. Favorite part about our show, too. Right, for blue. sure. I love, I love the bloopers. I mean, well, they do that on Shrek now. You know, they'll put in bloopers. It's just it's, <laughs> it's just a part of the film language that people expect to see that. And and he, he saw all that. And and so many of the stunt rigs, the air rams and and the airbags. And and the uh, the innovations in stunt driving, and he won an Oscar for a uh, a camera car. He just he innovated in so many different areas, and I think he had about a maybe a, you know grade school education from Arkansas in the Depression era. So he was he was bigger than life, and uh, smarter than your average bear, and really understood. Uh, what show business can do for industries like the car industry or the bicycle industry. And, and he sold more vehicles, either two wheeled or four wheeled than almost anybody out there, you know, with his influence, he just doesn't get credit in that way because people don't kind of connect those dots. I feel. Right. Well, what's your favorite memory of Hal or something you feel we should know about him? Well, he was just the nicest Southern gentleman. And, and, uh, his showbiz stories, I live and die by showbiz stories. So he had he had the greatest showbiz stories. But uh, the night before we started shooting in Canada, he said, I just ask you one thing, don't be late. And I've never I've never been late to anything in my life. I'm like, well, that's not going to be a problem. He said he had just finished shooting. Uh, what was it? Cannonball Run 2. And he said <laughs> he had. You know, and that was with Frank and Sammy and Shirley MacLaine and Fair Fawcett and Dean Martin. And he said he had 25 star trailers in the desert and nobody would show up on set until everybody else was on set. I mean, I don't I don't know how you make a movie that way. But uh, so he was used to dealing with the very biggest stars in Hollywood. He, he, he had a career of making them look great long before he was a director. So I, I I felt very taken care of and protected by him. And uh, yeah, he just kind of took me under his wing, which has happened uh, occasionally in my career. And, and it, it, it's made all the difference in my life. I, I, I didn't really maybe appreciate it. The weight of his, his uh, uh, experience and, and position in the industry I was just a young actor at the time and didn't have really a long view of what what he had come through. And if you haven't read his book, I highly recommend it. It's the best show business document or biography I've ever read. All right. So you're getting on set for Rad early on. Rate these factors in terms of most intimidating. You have Lori Laughlin, 
the professional bike riders and you have how what's most intimidating uh these cats having a cat fight out in my window that's that's intimidating <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh Hal Needham, he was very uh, disarming, so you, you couldn't stay intimidated around him for for long. I was most intimidated, I would suppose, in retrospect, in retrospect by Talia Shire, because her husband was producing the movie. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Wasn't expecting uh, that. Uh, wasn't, yeah, I didn't see that coming, and she played my mother, and she had been mm. in three movies that got best picture at that point. So it's just like... It's one of those times in my life where I go, how does this happen to me? <laughs> it's a big deal. Yeah, it's a big deal. And, and Jack Weston and Ray Walsh, and these are all guys I came up watching on TV and movies and, and very much held them in a high, high regard. And now I'm, I'm, I'm batting the ball back and forth with these people on set. So you're the lead character walking around like the biggest nut in the sack. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm an actor. That's my world. And so he he surrounded me by really strong character actors. And I think that's part of the reason why the movie holds up to these to this day is is he had really talented people doing this, and there's no substitute for that. So that that made my job easier. Uh, Lori, yeah, like I said earlier, she was way out of my league. <laughs> <laughs> Out of everybody's league, <laughs> and she put, and I knew it, and I had to take a swing anyway. But uh, all's fair, no, no harm, no foul. And these movie sets are are isolated, and uh, there's a hyper reality going on, and you're you're surrounded by people who are working and making money and on location, and uh, uh, it's a very this is a very heady atmosphere, especially if you're number one on the call sheet. Absolutely, you know. A bunch of young people working together, isolated. There had to have been some trouble afoot. You know, I had had an experience where uh, I shot a movie for six months, and and it was mostly mayhem. Very little work got done. So I kind of had that out of my system. I understood the job ahead of me. So I really, you know, I, I, I was pretty well behaved, I would say, on that set. But, yeah, there's a bunch of young stunt guys on it bunch of young uh writers who were among their own people for the first time or you know in a long time so it was it was uh it was joyous and and how wouldn't have it any other way you know it just he wouldn't like the reason he didn't hire robert he just he wanted a happy experience he demanded it good vibes on set yeah had to be uh, because there's enough serious stuff going on and people getting hurt and, and you know, a backflip on a bicycle. What? A backflip <laughs> on a bicycle? Dude, who does that? You know, so this was big news and, 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 and had never been seen on film. And the only guy in the world who could do it was Jose Inez. So they incorporated his stunt into the movie and pretty much made the movie for, for me, I guess. And for everybody, it just, you can't, you can't picture the movie without it. No. And so a lot of these elements, you know, the soundtrack, uh, the hair, the costumes, you know, it just, it, it's all uh, very important to, to that. The branding movie. too was crazy. All of the, <clears throat> the different bike brands and the sponsors and all that. Did anybody try to sponsor you after the movie came out? 
No, no. And, and I didn't really have the foresight to see this is really a thing and it's caught hold. And uh, I, BMX took a pretty steep decline in the 90s, not long after Rad came out. Rad was kind of the pinnacle for that era. And then it, 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 it kind of trudged along and, and Matt Hoffman helped get it back to where, you know, it was uh, much more recognized and money. It's still more like in the public eye as freestyle BMX. There's there's not a lot of coverage for racing BMX. You know that's oh, side of beef here. Yeah. Let's get more cameras down at the BMX track and show <laughs> show that world. It's it's a lot better than you know just some half pipe stuff. Yeah, it's kind of the redhead stepchild of, of <laughs> sport, and, and and still considered a child sport. Uh, so that that's that's kind of a stumbling block also because. Uh, yeah. If it's a children's sport, it, these are the bravest children. And <laughs> That's intense. For kids. The soldiers are so brave. So I don't, I don't know what what it is, but uh, I'm behind it. Uh, the the sport the sport grew exponentially over uh, the pandemic, and tracks are having record number of motos. So yeah, it's it's kicking in. Well, I'm eager to continue with Bill Allen, but before we do, let's take a break. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Something Crunchy, and I hope you're enjoying the episode. It now pays to crunch down every week because we're hooking you up with big discounts from big brands. Up to 35% off Invicta watches using code CRUNCHY and apparel from 8080, where in addition to 10% off using code CRUNCHY, every dollar you spend goes toward an entry into the Dream Car Giveaway. Don't forget to join the Something Crunchy Facebook group for updates, polls, and the web's crunchiest memes. You can find us on Twitter at crunch underscore cast. And feel free to send any questions in your track submissions to somethingcrunchy at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to the show. And we're back with the one and only Bill Allen. Bill, you starred in what many would call their favorite movie of all time. What's your favorite movie? Oh, man, I hate these questions. <laughs> <laughs> so hard. I am a big film buff, and I watch silent movies, everything, up till I guess the last movie I saw was Triangle of Sadness, which has, has stuck with me. If you haven't seen it. Woody it, Harrelson? That yeah. One? Yeah, it's, it's, it's Gilligan's Island for the 21st century. Wow. I mean. The, the the movie I've seen more than any other movie besides Rad, I guess, is It's a Wonderful Life. But yeah, there's so many great movies, and 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 the art has has come so far, and, and that's part of the reason why I'm shocked that people like Rad because the pacing and it's just a different era uh, of filmmaking. So um, yeah. Uh, Let's go with It's a Wonderful Life. I, I, you know, I, 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 I like redemptive movies. I, I sat through John Wick 4 last night. <laughs> yeah. Four. How was the fourth installment of John Wick? <laughs> I felt like I had been shotgunned and macheted for two and a half hours. You know, yeah. people are into that. They had more and to say. 
and I look it up on Rotten Tomatoes, and it got a 94. Oh really? Wow. Yeah. Keanu can do yeah. no wrong. Yeah. Wow. He is the one. <laughs> For John Wick well, 4, it gets that high. Like, wow. Yeah, it's just, it's, that's not my cup of tea. It's just not. How artfully can we kill 700 people in two, <laughs> two and a half hours? <laughs> and make it look like Keanu's a pro at doing all of it. Listen, he's very talented, and and you know my best friend was Brandon Lee, so I spent a lot of time in the gym and studying these martial arts films and early Jackie Chan and Bruce Lee. I un you know I've been exposed to that side of cinematic arts. It's not my cup of tea, particularly, but I, I get the artistic uh, uh, expression, and it's more like a dance or a ballet. Hmm. Uh, but yes, but. The reason we're talking now is because films do have influence. Films do uh, create imitators. All right. So who are the imitators of Rad? Uh, I don't know. Ryan Nyquist. You know, yeah. I mean, the, the best of the best. Dave Mira. So, yeah. All these guys that, that came after Rad were influenced by Rad. So that's where my taste in movies and what I want to represent in, in, in my future projects, because we found out with Brandon Lee, who I mentioned earlier, and, and certainly Alec Baldwin, that maybe we can't depict death on screen without actually causing it. Yeah. Maybe wow. we can't. <laughs> I don't know why we haven't figured that out. So there come that not only does there come a psychological cost to exposing yourself to this kind of violence and becoming de desensitized and some people root for the bad guy and identify with the bad guy and his cool guns and cool cars and all these things yeah you mentioned brandon and you know he also has a following for his cult classic the crow and tragically never got to see his own fame really come to fruition mm -hmm. and i and i heard that they're remaking the crow too with um scars guard yeah you think that'll be any good or should that have not been touched I can't I can't be a judge of that. I, I saw the, the original ones just because uh, Brandon was my closest friend and, and I knew he would have wanted me to. But again, that's not my cup of tea as a movie goer. And with in the crow, in that case, it's a little on the nose, yeah, you know, yeah. uh, so like to an absurd extent. So I, I watch Brandon's other movies and enjoy those for the artistic achievement they are but uh you know again in in brandon's case how do you how do you how do you depict that and not be a victim of it yourself you know or make somebody other somebody else a victim of it i just i i've gotten an awareness that 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 film does film and tv does have an effect it does give people ideas good bad or indifferent and and uh, we get a lot of criticism out here for being hypocritical, and this is uh, one of the main places where I see hypocrisy, is we're all anti-gun and peace and love out here, yet we love selling violence to the masses. We can't do it enough. Sex and violence. And, and there seems to be a disconnect there, and, well, we're just, we're just creating popcorn movies. Well, Really? Sure seems that way. 
And most people know Brandon from this horrible story and, you know, documentaries, things like that. What can you tell us about Brandon that maybe not everyone else knows? Oh, he's the best, funniest, outrageous, uh, happiest, go get a beer, play pool with this guy, spend a weekend with him, you know, party with your pants around your head, kind of. <laughs> yeah. Just mayhem. You know, he kind of ha- had an idea or an understanding that he probably wasn't going to be around very long. And maybe that's because of his dad's passing earlier. I don't know. But he wanted to cram it in all at once and he did and his achievements are 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 smacking and and his his friendships uh, personally and the ones i'm aware of and still friends with his friends he was really just a, a good guy to his his circle did he talk about that uh that kind of you know over dark cloud over his head that his dad kind of dealt with too or was it just you know apparent in how he was acting all the time no he never had a dark cloud over his head he was not that guy um you know and it had been 20 years since he had lost his dad by the time we started hanging out uh but he apparently talked to other people about dying young uh i was the guy who talked to him about pushing the envelope so he wouldn't end up like some of my other friends and so it's kind of the opposite for me and just because we were so close he didn't want me freaked out unless he unless he meant to do it himself you know <laughs> yeah. he didn't want me wor- worrying my pretty little head about what's going to happen to my buddy <laughs> <laughs> well you've worked with tom cruise brad pitt um, and your first experience making a film was also a shared experience with George Clooney, who was also acting in his first film. You, George, yeah. and Lou, you were all starting in L.A. around the same time. Is that right? Yeah, I, I knew Lou back in the day from Texas when I was a film student um, before either one of us came out here. And we, we talk to this day and have projects we're working on together. And yeah, so the, uh, you left out Tom Cruise. I had a long stint training with Tom born on the 4th of July. So Brad and, and George, these uh, were, and have been my friends at one time. And that's striking to me because in my mind, those are, it's like, those are the Mount Rushmore of movie stars of our generation. Yeah. Um, and, and so, and I've kind of taken a, a mental tally of what do they have in common on the surface very little uh except for their you know time in history but in actuality i think what ties them together and what what makes them who they are is they have done nothing but follow their passion since the time they got out here and george everybody wants to be george who doesn't want to be george well i'll tell you (laughs) George slept in George slept in his buddy's closet for a time out here. <laughs> now, who does that? Have you ever slept in a buddy's closet? I, I haven't. Have. No, no. I, I've had a few I, buddies sleep in my closet. Yeah, <laughs> I've had a buddy in the but, closet once. But I've never slept in my car or uh, my buddy's closet. You know, I've just never. I've always chickened out and gotten a day job before that happened. Yeah. And these guys never did. So the ones who are okay, I'm going to sleep under a bridge to make this happen. That kind of self-confidence 
and and resilience and grit that's that's game changing and and then you can be way overcompensated and now you're making bad choices <laughs> right yeah and, and so uh I don't, and for that reason, I don't envy these guys at all because I, I see it on up close and I see the pressures they're under, and uh, I'm real happy for the way things turned out because I could have been six feet under had had things just blown up for me right. when I yeah, I'm too soon I, and too much. Yeah, who, who who's ready for that kind of thing? It's a killer. No, it's it, tough it, to navigate. No, it's impossible. Without it changing you fundamentally, Lou's done very well. You can have a conversation with this guy. You know, he's he's a very sweet individual and, and hasn't lost his humanity or humility, but it's easy to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and the headlines are full of it, uh, of people who just, they snap. And so uh, I, I get, the lesson for me is I know all these guys. I see him on billboards, you know, I see him buying condos in the, on the moon and it's easy for me to not be jealous because I've seen it up close and go, well, don't be jealous of anybody because yeah. it's just, you know, do you want to be Johnny Depp? Well, you want to be Will Smith? Uh, maybe not. No, no. You know? <laughs> maybe not. Well, you've made some maybe good choices. Not. And I'm pumped to talk about some music. You're a musician, part of the band The Pipe Fitters, with your good friend, Lou Diamond Phillips. Uh, when are we getting yeah. some more of The Pipe Fitters? Oh, man, I'm I'm hoping to. I'm I'm, I'm working on a music, fest, music festival right now in St. Thomas. Uh, so th- there may be that opportunity. In St. Thomas? Uh, yeah, the Virgin yeah. Islands. Nice. Boy. Nice. Yeah. Well, that should be yeah. fun. Yeah. Yeah, that should and, be um, great. Yeah, I remember you guys posted something that you you know were getting things back together a few years ago. Nice to see you guys are like getting some plans and getting out there. You play harmonica, and wow, you really stand out. You are a talented player. How long have you been at it? Oh, probably since the late '80s, maybe. I mean, I started out playing a little bit in Texas, and then John Lee Hancock, who's a big director now, cast me in a play with Brandon. And my brother where i played a musician and then i got serious about it and started touring with lou diamond phillips and next thing you know we're you know playing stadiums with billy ray cyrus and playing farm aid and and, and uh doing national tours it, it got it got really crazy really quickly again it's just one one of those things like how does this happen to me you look across at your seven best friends and you're in a stadium Full of people it's just like what what the actual so uh the <laughs> the, the, the music's great I, I i love it more than life itself uh, i i'm i'm beside myself because i'm about to go in the studio with uh robbie krieger who wrote a song for me of the doors robbie oh, nice yeah and, and and we're bringing in another dear dear friend of mine and brandon's uh steve lukather of toto and and we're gonna put together a song that that robbie wrote for us so i'm i'm, wow. I'm kind of free fun. we've had on uh, scott page before who was in toto for a while scotty page yep scotty yeah page. the the sax player sax player yeah. scotty page pink floyd toto. Uh, he, he played uh yeah he played on a cd that i uh produced about 10 years ago oh, blue oh, CD. How funny. Cool. he was so cool 
Orianti was on it, and so was Steve Lukather, and and yeah, oh, I just I love it. Enough about sax. Who's the greatest harmonica player of all time, in your opinion? Uh, I guess the most well known would be uh, John Popper, a blues traveler. About to say, where uh, does he stack up on the list? Really? See, I would have thought you'd say Lee Oscar. I mean, I think it's Magic Dick on the Licking Stick. No question. Big Isles <laughs> Band. No uh, question. Uh, listen, I'm a big Magic Dick fan. I'm just saying, there's some people that come along, like a Charlie Parker or something, that kind of redefine the instrument. You That's know, true. and yeah. Yeah, certainly John's one of those guys. All those guys you mentioned, I'm a big fan of all of them. But uh, yeah, he's he, he just he plays differently than anybody else. But I was in Florida ten years ago watching some bar band, and by the middle of the first set, I'm like throwing all my harmonicas in the river because this guy I'm watching, <laughs> he has redefined the instrument. I went up to him during the the break. I'm like, sir you are the second coming. He's like, oh, okay. I'm like, no, I hate my life now because of you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and so like any endeavor, probably the best guy in the world is often some cornfield just, you know, doing it for himself. And, and so it, it keeps you humble. But, you know, I grew up in Dallas and the local bar bands were the Fabulous Thunderbirds and Stevie Ray Vaughan. And- yeah. yeah. That's some of the best music ever. Not only did you grow up in Dallas, you grew up just a few miles from where Blair and I grew up. Yes. You grew up in Richardson. Really? We grew up in Plano. How'd you like growing up in that area? Wow. How crazy is that? I no. know. One town over. Yeah. Well, listen, it, it, it left a mark on me, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Are you a Cowboys fan? I had to be. Damn you right just you did. It does uh, kind of come along with it. Right, better question. Are you still a Cowboys yeah, fan? Yeah, that is Every, the question. Everyone's a Cowboys <laughs> fan in Dallas. No, dude, I, I went to rehab for that. <laughs> Requires Get out rehab. While you can. You gotta cut I'm, ties. I'm good. I'm still I'm on the star. <laughs> Stuck on the Chasing star. Chasing that yeah, star dragon. I'm, I'm still on the star. I need to go to rehab. Uh, I think it's okay. our year, though, seriously. Shut up, like we're stacking up the defense. Things are looking good. Yeah, uh-huh. music in Dallas I in the seventies, real blues rock, like the real stuff. Stevie Ray Vaughan, Johnny Winters, so like, good, the, such a good time. All the, yeah, all those guys were my heroes, still are to this day. Yeah. and uh, I became very good friends with Bugs Henderson, who was my favorite of all those guys. And that's the album I mentioned. We did a tribute record to, to Bugs about ten years ago, and about a hundred of the best musicians in LA, including Scotty Page, just showed up to pay tribute to this guy. And, and I was witness to just music history. I don't know if anybody will hear it. Uh, I'm going to put it out on YouTube soon because yes. we couldn't, we could get distribution for this double CD and it's a crying shame, but it's going to get hurt. Oh, that's no, great. We need it. Yeah. Excited for that. Yeah. When could we, could we expect that? Very soon, I handed the double C to my uh, tech guy, and yeah, so I'll, I'll put it up on my channel soon because I play on one or two cuts with Lou and um, Ray Wiley Hubbard, who's my other musical hero. So it's fun. Always an appetite for that stuff. Nice. Well, we like to play a game on every episode and include our guest as well. Our Crunchtastic R&D department came up with something fitting. If you'll indulge us, we'd like to play a quick round of X Games or X Rated, where all you have to do is guess if it's a sex act or an action sports trick. <laughs> I'm, be- got this. I'm betting on Bill. <laughs> He's like, I got this. I'm yeah. on Bill. Come on, buddy. <laughs> all right. First one here. 
a tsunami? Sex act or action sports? Act. Action sports. That's a BMX trick. What? Nice, nice little warm up. That, oh, that was you know, easy. That was, that for was easy. Okay. Elementary. He's like, yeah, yeah. step it up. Okay. I remember my first tsunami. What, what yeah, else you got? Step it up. We got more of a tsunami of a game here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bill. A three hundred. Well, that's got to be a BMX. Oh. Correct. Oh. Oh, he's going with BMX. That's incorrect. That's a sex act, in oh. fact. It is? It threw you off with the number you think in like a 360. It's just a 300. Yeah. It's, yeah. Is that is that relating to the movie? It is. Yeah. It's when you kick her off the bed when you're finished. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Kind of walked right a into 300. that. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm doing that to you later, brother. Sorry. Tyler. It's on the bucket list now. I feel a 300 coming. That's 12, right? In your chest. I feel a 300 coming. Wham! Uh, you learn something new every day. All right, Bill. How about a hot dog grind? Flair likes it. That, that, that would be a sex act, dude. I, that's, that's what happened to me. Put me in the hospital three weeks ago. <laughs> The old hot dog grind, gotcha. Hot dog grind. Oh, I love that. Yeah. One, I could believe that story. Two, that's incorrect. That's actually an inline skating trick. Not, not to be confused with the porn star grind. I really thought he was going to get that one. That's amazing. Hot dog grind, come on. <laughs> All right. How about the goblet of fire? Goblet of fire. Yeah, that's... Uh... <laughs> that's, um, that's an unfortunate sex act too, and well, it's more. He's it's got more, it. <laughs> more, they have a shot for that. So. <laughs> yeah, penicillin. Yeah, they have a shot for that. It, that is a sex act, and I know it includes hot sauce. <laughs> Definitely feel the fire. <laughs> Goblet of fire. Okay, two and two. This is getting good. Okay, it's getting really interesting. Here. How about an angry dragon? Oh. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've been there. Got <laughs> got the T-shirt. Yeah. We're going sex act on that one. Yeah, that's yeah. correct. Yeah. He's yeah. got it. Try try to confuse him because there is a dragon grab, but angry dragon. That's a sex act. That's well different. done. It's when it comes out. Well done. Yeah. There's emotion Ooh. in the name. I mean, couple more here. We got to get Bill. Is that is that like the angry pirate? <laughs> Very similar, I think. Uh, what? What is this? It's like a, it's like the Angry Pirate, but backwards. <laughs> but but it's at your nose instead of in your eye. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. I didn't want to explain. <laughs> you have to turn uh -huh. the heat on. All right, a couple more. How about a tabletop? That that's definitely definitely a sex act, and you can bruise yourself. <laughs> you got to stretch before this one. I'm visualizing it now. <laughs> this is easy. Tabletop, actually, that probably works both ways. You could probably lawyer yourself out of this one. It's actually a BMX trick. It is. Whatever. But tabletop, <laughs> I mean, I know there's a lot of people that are just going to say this would work for yeah. both. You're on all fours, yeah. like sense. upside down, you That's know, like. Fun. All right. Yeah. We won't use that one to determine it. How about yeah. a stair ride? <laughs> Definitely. Definitely a sex act. But I, now I'm going to ask you something. Okay. What's a Mexican cartwheel? Mexican cartwheel. <laughs> oh. <laughs> this sounds familiar. I should know this. Damn it. Tyler, how do you not know this? You're like our go-to. 
Okay. Yeah. I know the Mexican wheelbarrow, but I don't know the Mexican cartwheel. Acrobatics we'll involved? <laughs> what is it, Bill? I have no idea. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of things coming to my head. I was like, wow, we like we you connect yeah. together and we like once like yeah. we're connected, then you cartwheel together. You just got a lot of people to Google Mexican exactly. After a lot of tequila. <laughs> the tequila is what, you know, helps the situation. <laughs> Urban Dictionary's newest word. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's going to be looking this up. Thank you for doing that. That was fun. Anything new and exciting we should be aware about before letting you go? Uh, dude, I'm bouncing off the walls. I've just got a new strat and it nice. needs me to play it. Yeah, that's, uh, during the pandemic, I picked up guitar. It didn't pick me up, but I, I, I you know. It just, just takes kind of, time. Oh, man, the more time you put into it. I'm 60 years old. It's like, maybe I should have thought about this in my, I don't know, 20s. But... <laughs> Never too late. <laughs> you wrote a book a couple years ago, My Rad Career, and that's available on Amazon.com. What inspired you to do this? Uh, I've got a very pushy wife. <laughs> so what? it was less uh, annoyance than inspiration. And, and so, yeah, it uh, got picked up by a New York publisher and became an Amazon bestseller. So uh, I took some of the naughty bits out so I wouldn't get sued. And uh, yeah, second edition's out. And, and dude, I took 30 to the post office today. People love it. People love so it. Cool. So, People love yeah. it. And that nostalgia, that it's so big right now. They're rebooting, remaking, and adding sequels to anything marketable. Would you get behind a sequel or reboot of Red? Only, and I mean only, if they ask me to. Otherwise, you know, yeah, I, I'm down to clown. And <laughs> and there, there's some there's some interesting stuff coming up. Uh, Fuck yes. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Tease it, Bill. <laughs> I guess. I There's guess. something there. <laughs> Woo! That's a yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I needed. <laughs> Bill, say nothing if we can expect something out pretty cool soon. <laughs> you had it first here. All right. Sound bite complete. That's awesome. Bill, you have been great. Thank you so much for being generous with your time. I really hope we get the chance to do it again. It's great. Thanks, Thanks Bill. Bill. I appreciate you. Thank you, you. Bill. It's been a real treat. Thank you, sir. All right. Have a good night. Thank you. Bye. What a guy. What the hell just happened? That was wow. so rad. Biscuit, how was that for you? Sweating. You need a cigarette? <laughs> <Do>. Yeah. <laughs> let, me, cigarette. let me hit this vape real quick, bro. I am. <laughs> he needs a minute. Yeah. Man, I need to gather myself. <laughs> we didn't even get a chance to play King of the Bill, and that game slaps. <laughs> Hard to have a Bill on and not play a little War of the Williams. He would have been great, too. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I got a little more of that game. Do you? You guys want to play a little sure. X Games? or? Of course. That was fun. He was so into that. Yeah. He was great. I'm it your was, Huckleberry. It was the perfect amount of right and wrong. He got that last one wrong, by the way. I didn't have the heart to tell him. We've never had a guest that like helped like show their work so much. I'm yeah. like, thank you. He really like, did show his work, and we're him, appreciative of and that. And brought a Mexican cartwheel to the table. Like, we got to know what a Mexican you. cartwheel is. What is it? I'm on it. <laughs> always just. I don't know. Up. He's like, ah, I'm not telling you. Look it up. No, we got to look it up now. He's like, That's, I'm not going to be the one to mention that. You're not getting that out of me. <laughs> Good old urban dictionary. I need to know the naughty bits he took out of his book.
Okay. Was I close? No. Mexican no. cartwheel, it's basically standing 69. Oh. That's what I w- said. Blair, that's not what you said. It's <laughs> not what you said. <laughs> Shut up, Blair. <laughs> you had like an orange stand Our- involved. Like there was a whole thing. <laughs> Mine was a bit more elaborate. <laughs> okay, I understand. It was like a dirt road and orange stand. <laughs> Produce. Sororo. Sororo. All right. Let's get a couple more of these. See how you do. Okay. <laughs> how about a Montana monorail? Is that X Games or X Rated? It's not a beef here. Anytime you put a location in there, like a state, it is automatically sex. X Rated. He's good. See? Now that's showing your work. <laughs> there's like See, Bill, what this, the, what and then there's the biscuit. Like this is this is his rad. This is the knowledge Alabama you Slammer, Mississippi mudslide. Any of these, like oh you put, you got a place, and then a thing that is a sex act. All right, let's try another one on. Okay. See if it works the same way. Alaskan pipeline. So you want to say BMX, like pipeline? No, you don't. You want to say sex act because it's Alaska. <laughs> don't fall for it. Bro. Lawyered, lawyered. Oh, <laughs> He's right. <laughs> How do you feel about a no foot can can? Oh, a no foot can can? No feet. Okay. That's what makes it special. This is very sexual. There's two cans. Mm. There's two cans. There's not one can because can, there's two cans. There's obviously a can can situation. Shake your can can. I got to get no feet over your can cans, though. No feet, only cans. It's BMX. When you it's throw good. your feet over the center bar, it's good. How about oh. a bobsled? <laughs> Making or regular? Oh, this is absolutely. This is like their original recipe. This is the sex act. <laughs> There's multiple people. We're all in the bathtub. Four people in the bathtub. Blair gets one. Yeah. yeah I can't speak to the four people in the bathtub. About that, <laughs> but usually, you know, that's what everyone. It is about. a sex act. <laughs> Way to go, be. Good job. Thanks. What about a backside unity stall? What? <laughs> Oh, I mean, is it either like on the nose or is it like incredibly BMX? It's incredibly skateboard. Inline skating. Wow. Oh, yeah. Could be both. I'm sure there's stalls in both. No. You can stall just about anything. No, no, stall, that's inline. Back backside. Oh, backside. I was thinking backside skateboard. Backdoor unity stalls with player <laughs> Not really backside either. It's a little on nope. the nose, but maybe like up the back door stall. <laughs> like, it's fakey. Yeah, okay. It's fakey for skateboard. It's backside for <laughs> fakey. I was way off. It felt very obvious to me. I'm like backdoor. Discuss it as Just if it's like not obvious. Lubricated backdoor slide. Yeah. I don't know. I, don't know. <laughs> I think I know the answer. <laughs> I'm gonna say Did it. I say it? <laughs> How about a hickory switch? Oh, hickory switch. This is absolute. Okay, there's sauce involved in this sexual act. No, there's Jeez. wood involved. Well, it's a sex act. One yeah, it's sex. Other. It's okay. not hickory barbecue sauce. It's a hickory <laughs> wood it's, switch. It's a hickory switch. It's hickory flavor. With horrible no, it's not flavor. It's hickory How wood. How do you know that? Because a switch is something that you it's get hit stick. with. A switch is a stick. How do you not know that? Yeah, player. I'll show you a hickory switch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're going to get switched later. <laughs> Break out the hickory. Make you go out back we'll and grab the a sauce switch. and the stick and see which one you want. See, some of these were too easy. Superman seat grab. Very sexual, but it's obviously BMX. The seat grab. Yeah. All right. Let's end on this one. It can go Motocross, way. actually, bro. How about a bell dip? 
A bell dip? A bell dip. Okay, well, dip makes me immediately go to the balls. Mm. And like, we're dipping somewhere. I'm what with you, you. What do you dip in your balls in? Your mouth. <laughs> That's a bell dip. Okay, well, the bell, the, like, what's in my mouth? The bell. The dong. <laughs> dong. Both bells. <laughs> <laughs> well, then, I mean, da-da-da, like, turned in our t- test. Like, we showed our work. I don't know what else you need. You're the bell at the ball. <laughs> So you're both saying sex act? Bell at the ball. Yeah. You're right. And it's actually a warm bell dip for its completed You're just going to leave out a key pronunciation. word like warm? You didn't ask if I could use it in a sentence. Blake! It's Are there any alternate pronunciations? <laughs> yeah. other Country addi- of origin. I didn't hear any of that. descriptive words that you're leaving out right now that could be used. <laughs> Country of origin? <laughs> that was fun. Good times. Man, I'm just so happy for biscuit over here oh, me that's too so exciting thanks you guys if little biscuit could see you now <laughs> just talking to his heroes coach would have put me back in at 65 <laughs> he bet things would have been different would have been something i would have won state new dream card giveaway over at 8080 in addition to the 15 percent off you get for using code crunchy every dollar you spend gets you entered in for a chance to win a brand new lamborghini plus sixty thousand dollars in cash you do not want to miss out nor do you want to forget to check out somethingcrunchy.com where you'll find every episode our links for social media and the almighty crunch store where you'll find all kinds of crunchy gear showing that you are a proud citizen of crunch nation join us every friday at 10 o'clock on 97.3 the rattler or find us wherever you get your podcasts this has been another episode of something crunchy and as always don't ever forget to live your crunchiest life and be crunchy to one another Please don't forget to subscribe, like, follow, and all that crunchy good All episodes can be found at somethingcrunchy.com and on all podcast platforms. Thank you for listening. Oh, That's what I w- said. Blair, that's not what you said. <laughs> that's not what you said. <laughs> Shut up, Blair. <laughs>